I'm Terry Taylor, and this is the Interior Design Business Academy podcast. As an interior designer, you may be thinking, I love what I do, but I am so overworked and underpaid. Let me tell you, I've been there too. I spent many years learning from my own mistakes and developing proven strategies and systems to make interior design a profitable career while keeping it fun and creative. So now I'm here to help you get paid what you're worth. If you're ready for some straight talk about how design business really works, and you're ready to break through old belief systems that are holding you back and shift into beliefs that support your goals and bring lasting success, you are in the right place. Hi, this is Terry. I have had quite a few requests lately for doing a podcast about starting a business. Now, I hesitated at first because I didn't want to make it too simplistic, um, since most of you are, are well into this. But as I started listing all this stuff out, I thought, you know what? This actually would be interesting for everyone because there's a, a whole plethora, <laughs> to use a funny word, of things you need and pieces you need to put this together. So kind of think of it as a giant checklist if you're already in this. And if you're not, I think this will give you a good framework of where you're going. So design businesses almost always start with you doing work for friends and family. They ask you to do things. They saw what you did in your house and went, oh, that's so amazing. Will you help me? They know you have a design degree. Can you help me with this? Uh, it's that kind of a thing that you start with. Now, <laughs> you know, there, there's a double-sided sword to that. As, as you get into that and you do those things, obviously you do it for free to get started. It's really how you learn how to listen to what somebody says they want and translate it into reality and manifest it into the kitchen remodel or the new living room or whatever it is that you're working on. That is a, a learned ability and a learned task that just takes a little bit of practice. And you'll find that you become intuitive about it and understand what people want and that sort of thing. So that's where it comes from, that beginning piece. Um, you're going to be invited in. If you talk to people about your design work that you're doing and you're excited about it, they're going to invite you in. It just works that way, okay? I, everyone I've ever met got started in that way some way. But somewhere along the way, you have to figure out how not to have the gift that keeps on giving for years that you get out of that and, and be able to tell them that this is a real business. But for now, let's just work on that part. Let's just do things for people so that we get into it. Now, when you've decided that you're ready to open that business, like you've, you've finished your degree, you've worked out in the field for a while, you've, you know, you're ready to go on your own. There's some basic things that you need to do. Okay. The first part would be about setting up your office. You would want to um, get your, you know, your business licenses and your tax licenses all set up to start with. And so you need insurance, you need liability and errors and omissions. And um, this is going to turn out like a giant checklist here, <laughs> all this stuff, right? That needs to happen first. You need to talk to your attorney or your CPA and discover how best to set up your business, whether it's going to be an LLC or an S. Corp. Um, and it's best to start that way. They will um, contact the feds and get your, your, your federal ID number and get that piece started. And then you need to have a name. 
okay? Name is important. It can be your name, you know. It can be, my first one was Terry Taylor, Interior Design. You know, pretty simple. It can work that way. You got to make sure that nobody else has that name and that you could get the URL, okay? The URL would be the title that you would use on the internet. So you want to make sure that that's available as well. And you can check that through various sites really easily. So those are pieces you need to kind of get organized to start with. Okay. The other piece I would encourage you to do is join some kind of professional organization, design organization that could be ASID, NKBA, IDS, IIDA, um, any of those will do, whatever one you connect with both and connect some friends, but get that piece going so you have connection into the business and some connections into uh, doors that will open because you're you're a part of that. So that's a really important piece to get in. And, get, you know, it's essentially getting your office set up so that you can actually do this, okay? Then after that, you're going to have to think about building your team. Now, your team is all of the people it takes to put together those jobs. So from the furniture side, from the furniture side, you're going to need wholesale accounts with with uh, upholstery vendors, with case good vendors, lighting, um, fabrics, rugs, all of those things that you need to put put rooms together, you need to open accounts with, okay? And once you have that tax number and um, an affiliation with an organization and a business card, you know, you know, make yourself real so that you can go do that because you need to collect these things and have them ready in advance so that when you talk to someone, you know what you're talking about, you know where it would come from, and you're not a deer in the headlights going, oh, no, what is she asking me for? I don't know what that is, All right? So this takes some research on your part, Okay. Now, you want to have vendor accounts that that have a trade discount to you of at least 50%, okay? That's what you're aiming for. That's what you need your big, big accounts for. You cannot run a successful, financially successful design business, and probably otherwise, by just um, researching on the internet and grabbing stuff willy-nilly from vendors everywhere. You don't know them. It takes a while. It takes a while, a lot of time, actually, to set up accounts, get to know them, get their support. You're far better off with just a couple of good, solid vendors that you can do your basic pieces from so that you know your profit margins over there. Now, why I'm saying this is that retail vendors that will pay you 10% or maybe 20 on a good day, you cannot run a successful business on. You cannot make a living, okay? It, it won't work. Okay. Take it from <laughs> take it from a pro. It's not going to work if because there's not enough margin there to run your business. You can use those those resources for little things. What I like to call jewelry. After you have the whole the whole core of it built out with the things that you can use well, then that piece those those retail vendors could be used there. Okay. Besides that, you know, work in in furniture and in and interior design part of this business, you need to have a receiving warehouse. That's um, where you ship the furniture to. They receive it, make sure it's in good condition, that sort of thing. And then you need a delivery clue, a white glove delivery crew, by the way, somebody who's really good and really knows how to handle interior design customers. 
Okay, so all of those pieces need to be in there. Along with that, part of your team needs to be your installers. Now think about this. You're going to need a drapery and shade installer, somebody who can do um, power-assisted shades. That's a whole big, very good profit margin in that, but you need somebody who knows what they're doing um, and a good relationship with them so you can profit off of it as well. That's a great spot to be in. You're going to need a paper hanger. You need a painter. Um, you need a good drapery workroom and upholstery workroom by, you know, really important pieces that need to be in there. So these are all things that need to be researched ahead of time. And you go in and introduce yourself and set, essentially set up an account with them so that when you have work to do and you need a quote on what something's going to cost, they know who you are. Okay, and you'll get the quote back eventually, right? Um, that piece. If you're in the remodeling side of the business, okay, there's like two major threads of, the, of, of interior design going right now. And one is the furniture decor interior design side. One, the other side is remodeling. Okay, this is another really lucrative piece for designers. Um, is the remodeling and kitchen and bath side. Okay. And then if you're going to do that, then you need to have access to a good cabinet line that pays you well, by the way. And it's not 10%. You want something that's a deeper, has a, a deeper, deeper discount essentially for you so that you can mark it up. Um, you need to have, you know, your tile vendors, your stone slabs, plumbing, lighting, appliances, wood flooring, carpeting, all of that stuff. Now, because this is construction based, um, generally your margins on that are going to get more than 20% or so. So you need to realize that it's fine. It's still highly profitable because the quantities are so large. So it's all okay, but just know that that's the way that's going to work. In many cases, things like appliances, for instance, have no margin in them at all and are better off having a client just buy them directly. Um, and you manage, you specify it and manage it, but have them just do it. Right. So all of those pieces need to be in there. So, you know, the crew behind you, you know, the people then behind you, um, individuals is you probably need a good CAD drafter that you could hand things off to because frankly, you can get, you can spend too much time drafting construction drawings and, you know, you know, the, the time getting into the detail that's needed may not be the best way of using your time. So having somebody who can do CAD in 2020 and those things for these kinds of jobs is really helpful. Um, certainly you want a good relationship with a general contractor. Okay. And I would prefer that you had more than one. Okay, because you can't always get the guy you want at the time you want. So you need to have a couple of those relationships up your sleeve, you know, so when you get the, we did the job for the big stuff, you've got the guys to do it. Besides that, you probably need an engineer. Let's find that relationship ahead of time so you're not <laughs> shopping around when you need it. When you need to find out if you really can take out that wall and how big of an I-beam do we have to put in there, that's the guys that are going to help. All right. So beyond that, you should have a connection to your cabinet installers, your painter, your wallpaper hanger, um, electrician, plumber, your tile setters, wood floor layers, you know, the, all the technicians that do all of those pieces. Because if you're doing a big remodeling job, you probably run most of that through the GC in terms of the labor things. If you're doing smaller jobs, little littler pieces that you're doing, like a bathroom remodeling, you might use your relationships with those guys and just have your client pay them directly and you provide the material. So it depends on how you want to do that, but all of that, all of those pieces need to be in there. Okay. 
Now, let's talk about your office. I get your office too. I know this is kind of going on and on. This is a giant laundry list, but it really is. This is a fairly complex business. It's not a, a simple thing. And so it's a, there's a lot of players and a lot of parts. Um, and it's really, really important to get, to get organized, right? Right from the get go. So I would first, the first thing you need to be doing there is get some kind of software. There's a whole lot of designer organizational software out there. You know, design files, IV, there's a whole bunch of them. I have no preference to each one. Okay. You choose the one that you think the interface is easiest to use and you like the tech to support. Okay, that's the most important thing. They all do pretty much the same thing in the end. They're just different ways of laying it out. And and I just, uh, from my standpoint, it's just really important that you have it because this is actually your first system for your business. And it is the system of collecting information of what you want to sell and then being able to convert it into a purchase proposal for which you receive money on and then issue a purchase order. Okay. And you need to have that system in place in order to be working with these vendors who are going to give you those kind of discounts. You know, you can't walk in with a yellow pad and some notes on it and call that a purchase order. Okay. It's not, you know, but the system will do it for you and teach you how to do it. So that's a really easy way to get through that part and get your office organized. Behind that, I would suggest that your very, very first hire is a bookkeeper. Somebody to, to balance the credit card statements and the checking statements and do, do a profit and loss every month, um, so that you can see where you are. Um, one of the things that I see designers skipping so often is knowing what their financials are. And it's really hard to know if you're successful or not if you don't know how much money you're making. That is the measure of what you're doing. Okay. And so it's really important that's happening. Now, even if you're super busy and you know you're fine because there's plenty of money in the checking account, you can't run it out of your back pocket like that. The, the reality is, is once you get into big numbers, um, you get up over four or $500,000, you can't run that out of the back, out of your head anymore. You need to know where you are because if you get backwards, if something's wrong and you don't know it until too late, you can be in the hole hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, you know, don't, ever skip this part. Okay. And I know that, that many of you are math aversive and, and it's okay. They'll take care of it. You're going to get a bookkeeper that you could talk to that you're comfortable with. Um, this is a different person than your, your CPA who runs your tax thing. That's another member of your team, but that's an upper level member. This one is part of part of your business. And you're really talking about a few hours a month. It's not a big deal as long as you've got the designer software in place and everything's on the cloud. It's easy enough to do. Okay. So a little bit of lecture about that. Start organized. Okay. Starting without that and getting busy and then having to rebuild your business in it after you're already going is just a nightmare. Okay, so be far easier to just bite the bullet in the beginning, pick one, learn it, you know, and and add your jobs as you go, and you'll learn the software as you're as you're going along. <laughs> Here at IDBA, we call that flying the plane as you build it, <laughs> you know, and that's actually how we how I teach all of this stuff is to take the jobs you have and apply the things that you need to know to them, and you'll expand every time, every time when you do that. 
Okay. So the other piece that you want to make sure that you have in your office is, um, your banking stuff in place. That means that when you set up the software and you set up the part where you can take in money, your proposals for, for the product you're going to sell and your time that you're selling, you want to set up your credit card stuff. Okay. Um, yes, it does cost two and a half, three percent, something like that. No, you don't mark it up to your client or bill your client more for it. It is a cost of doing business now, okay? So accept that as being, that's the way it is, right? It's not something you want to mess with, all right? You just get it in there. What happens is that the money moves so much faster and you're not waiting for checks and clients respond immediately. And it's just a far easier way and fits into our lifestyle with all the computers now. So go ahead and do that and get that done too because that's so important okay the other piece of software that needs you need to have is um, SketchUp or CAD or Chief Architect or whatever it is you're going to draw in okay we need to have that piece too in place okay and um, a way of printing it <laughs> right either you have a relationship with somebody down the street that'll print those drawings for you or um, I had 11 by 17 printer we used to do a lot of things in that format so that it actually was a copy machine that we took large paper and so if we worked in that format we could do stacked layered plans pretty easily um, so that's just an idea in there not something you <laughs> you have to do all right. So we've talked about setting up your office in the mid, in the beginning, all of those base pieces that need to get into place. Um, then we talked about building out your team, all the people that you need on your team in order to pull this off. All right. Then we talked about, about your office team, right? And that is the bookkeeper and the software and perhaps a CAD person at some point to help with those pieces. So know that then finally what we need to talk about is marketing. The marketing is, is probably as important, uh, you know, is half, is the other half of all of that stuff. If the other half is marketing. Okay. It's, it's important. I, I could go so far as to say that you're not an interior designer. You're a marketer selling interior design. It's that important. Okay. It's what makes your business work. Um, and you are the key person who does that. So it's incredibly important to get into and understand what your brand is. Okay. When we talk about clarifying your brand, it's, that's about who you are and what you do that's special and what you do that's different that nobody else can do. Okay. It takes a little introspection, maybe takes a little talking to people to figure it out, but everybody has it and we need to know what that is because that's a core piece of your marketing. The other core piece of marketing is who is your client? All right. Now we know that when you're getting started in this business, you're going to get started, you're going to pick up every piece that falls anywhere near your feet, right? Anything that looks like a job, you're going to jump on and do it. Just do it. Okay. It takes a ton of time. You probably won't make much money at it, but it gets the wheel turning. Okay. It gets the money turning. It gets the, the job thing going. It, it's kind of an energetic push that gets things going. Um, as you get into this, you need to take some time and figure out who it is that you really want to work for, okay? Who it, is, who it is that could really use your help, right, that you would really enjoy, and then what is the problem that you solve for them? That's really the, the key piece of marketing is who is it and what's the problem? Because 
frankly, if they could do it themselves, they would have they would have gone and done it, right? You don't need to hire you. <laughs> and you also need to know that we'll are you, just categorize ideal clients tend to be rather wealthy. That is what our business is. And people who are wealthy tend to throw money at problems to fix it. So really, all you need to do is stand in the path of that flow and you have a business. All right. But what we will, what we really want to get clear on then is what is it that they can't fix themselves? Okay. And often designers will say to me, Oh, you know, you know, I, I help people create rooms that really express who they are. Well, yeah, you do do that. And you, and you should do that. And it is a lovely thing. However, that is not the problem they're trying to solve. They're not, they're not worried about that, right? There's something else going on. There is something else they, they, they can't get around in this house or it doesn't represent the success of life that they have right now or they're building something or they want to remodel something and they don't have the time. I mean, what really is going on? That's how you figure out who your ideal client is and then what your solution is, how you solve that problem. That's the key piece that you want to get clear on to do your marketing. Because once you're clear on that, then you can look at getting a website built. Okay. And that's an important piece because when you're out talking to people and somebody refers you, the first thing that happens when they get back is they're going to look you up on, on, you know, they're going to Google you and see what you look like. And if you're not there, you're not real. Okay. And it's really important. So once we have all that ideal client piece and you have some photography or some idea of photography or, you know, there's a bunch of different ways to do websites and, and we do teach all of that here at IDBA as well. Um, you can start to build out that website and get that piece going. I mean, it could be just one page to start with, but you need to have that presence and it needs to speak to the person who you want to be the client. A, a lot of, of designers that I've worked with here at IDBA have had some good marketing help to get them started, but often the client that the site is aimed to is not their ideal client. There are people who have, who have $8,000 to spend on remodeling the kitchen. It's like, that's not your client. That's not, you, there's not enough room for you there. So, so it's really important to get clear on that, right? So you know what's going on. Now, once, once you've got that in place, the most important thing you could do is networking, is get out and talk to people, make your circles bigger. You want to be involved into groups that would know your ideal client, like one degree of separation from ideal client, so that when you do your little elevator speech, something else we teach is really based on who the, who the description of the client, what the problem is, what the solution is. When you say that to someone, they know exactly who you're looking for, and they can say, oh, you know what, you need to talk to my sister. All right. So those are the things that, that, that happen that start building the, the, you know, the fire under the business to make things happen. Right. And it's from, and it's, it's really networking. You know, while social media is great, you do need to do it. All right. I would suggest that you just do one, pick one and do it well. Don't try to cover everything at once, but know that your clients, 10 to 1 are going to come from networking, are going to come from personal reference, right? So you do have to get out from behind your computer. You do have to go to events and things and talk to people, okay? And not just industry events where you talk to more designers, but events where you talk to people outside of your framework, 
Okay. So that you make your circles bigger and you meet people who actually know your ideal client and could refer you. So that's the beginning of that marketing cycle. I think the other piece that, that I teach here in IDBA is celebrity. It's how to be known as the best and how to use what's out there and do that. One of the, the, the uh, most important things you can do in just starting out your business is to get involved in design awards because very often when, when you're in a new design business, you don't have photography of a whole house. Okay. That you could submit to a magazine and get published. It's, it's like those, those jobs will come, but generally they're not, they're usually not right at the beginning. You can kind of build into that. So, you know, if you have single, you know, a photograph or two of a singular space that's really nice, then, then getting it into design awards is a really good place to do it because it gives you that social proof that, that you're the best. Um, and they often get published. So, you, you know, just getting that little bit going can keep that piece of your business going. Okay, so I've covered a whole lot here. <laughs> I covered a whole lot of front-end legal stuff. We talked a whole lot about the team you have to build and the resources you need behind you. We talked about your office and what needs to be there to start with, okay, in terms of software and, and a bookkeeper and, you know, people that you could subcontract with to support you. And then we talked about marketing, okay, and marketing is super important because that's where, that's where those new clients and new jobs are going to come from. So. <laughs> there's a long list for you. I hope you enjoyed that. If you starting out, that should put you in a pretty good frame of what really needs to happen. Know that that piece probably should happen over, say, a year and a half, something like that, to get all of those pieces in there. Know that you can't do it all up front. And then start, it won't work, okay? Some of it you have to do up front to start, like, you know, tax and licenses and taxes and actually creating the business. But getting all those pieces together is probably a year and a half, two years to, to do that. Um, kind of use that as a checklist and see what you've got and see what you, you don't got because all of those pieces need to be in there. Until I see you again, design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Interior Design Business Podcast. If you love what you're hearing each week, let me know by leaving a rating and a review. And don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss out on clear, proven, repeatable, step-by-step -step recipes for attracting ideal luxury clients I share in each episode. As always, you can head over to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com to check out the links and resources from this episode. Till next week. Design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth. <laughs>